Hello and welcome to episode 111 of Leadership Minutes. I'm your host, Ed Brixey. This week we're taking a deeper dive and speaking about some new tools to address the networks within our organizations and understanding how to use them to to overcome the challenges that we face as we move into a post-COVID environment for our organizations. We all want the best for our teams moving forward. The challenge becomes much more urgent as we move into uncharted territory. This change, these dynamics, this, honestly, this crisis of moving back from a purely digitalized environment is going to be crazy to overcome here in the next 12 to 18 months. We need to move past those formalized digital practices we established to solve those issues that we had when we moved into the pandemic. The challenge here is that the solutions require going beyond the scripted formalities of the org chart and exploring and understanding the informal networks which allow businesses to thrive. The efficiencies we created through a purely digital manner of communication this past year have reached that point of diminishing returns. What feels like ages ago, I wrote in a blog post, the problem with cultural interactions is that if you try to map them out, you wind up with something that looks like a Venn diagram drawn with a spirograph. When I reprinted this blog in Leadership Insights, I still love the analogy, and I put a footnote in there saying that. But over the past several years, I've been developing and, we've, and I've found so many new tools and techniques that allow us to understand these informal interactions and to visualize them in new ways. It's an important process because the challenge of interpreting an organization's informal networks is incredibly, incredibly meaningful and adds a lot to our decision-making process. Yet so many organizations misunderstand or undervalue this struggle. The challenge nowadays is even more significant because we're making plans for arranging our workforces and rearranging things from the way they were before COVID using some of these new digital tools. The challenge I see so often is that many of the leaders and managers I've coached since the beginning of the pandemic express frustration with that increased level of digitalization and the remote work process. And while it's helped many of them focus on those important day-to-day task management, it's estranged even more from so many meaningful aspects of leading and actively influencing their teams. Through Through these coaching sessions, I constantly encounter just a general degradation of those influential informal networks within organizations. It's a profound irony that the ease of digital communications and web conferences has just created another barrier to authentic interpersonal connections and the interactivity that's required for many collaborative cultures to flourish. Digital overload's absolutely a real thing. I see many, many leaders frustrated over which digital tool they should use to address an issue. Is this for Slack? Is this on email? Is this something that I need to text somebody? Never even mentioning making that phone call. Also, it's so much harder to curate any sidebar conversations, revealing those new ideas, the opportunities, the mentors, if we're just operating in the digital space. Too many video conference calls end as abruptly as they begin. The host closes the conference, the attendees return to their day-to-day, and there's no further interaction. Every one of us, all of us, all of you guys listening, 
we've all been in the meetings where that one unspoken, often the most important issue was addressed and solved as everybody milled about picking up their things. We've all been to conferences. And I say this as a keynote speaker, we're not the most valuable people there. The most valuable takeaways from every conference I've ever attended, whether as a speaker or an attendee, are those sidebar conversations and the conversations that we had out in the hallway. These informal, in-person interactions, providing these game-changing insights and activities, they're not adequately rep- they are not adequately replicated in virtual environments. We're losing them and are at risk of reducing the impact of these invaluable interactions and networks. A small thing I try doing now, everyone I coach regarding digital meetings, if you're hosting a meeting, be the last to log off and give everyone the chance there to ask any parting questions. Digitalization has been great. It's allowed us more connectivity, but it has led to this more formalized touch point and no more straightforward, all important, how's it going conversation. These increasingly digital workflows, interactions, and expectations are often closely aligned to organizations' more formal nature. After all, it's easier to visualize that org chart than the spiral graph Venn diagram. Over-reliance on digital interactions has created new habits in the past year, and we're now seeing the implications for significant negative impacts because of this. Those many small interactions that promote our interactive well-being have become marginalized against the task-oriented nature of remote work. And as a result, morale suffered. Teams begin to disconnect. It's much harder to feel part of something grander if all of our dealings occur through a screen and correspond to a checkbox on a to-do list. This disconnecting lead to critical employees being exposed to fewer long-term opportunities. It's harder to curate or participate in meaningful conversations which reveal those new ideas, the opportunities, those mentors. New remote employees may just automatically become disengaged from the group. Online or even socially distanced onboarding does not necessarily create the relationships for meaningfully introducing people to the networks within an organization. So what we have to do is we have to understand what these networks are and how do we address them. We have to uncover tendencies in communication and interaction as we, as we analyze these intricate networks. There's data and we have the ability now to model them and analyze the trends so that we can have that comprehensive analysis around information sharing, support structures, and collaborative activities. We have to be able to examine how the information passes through our organizations. And using that, we can find efficiencies and explore the reasons behind any inefficiencies, any roadblocks, any siloing, any unnecessary redundancies. We can see where they are so that we can start addressing them. Understanding these emboldens us to deliver that robust level of support simply beyond sharing information or checking the block. It means that we can facilitate a network that promotes local innovation and improvements. It provides our team members the opportunities to receive guidance for pursuing job expansion, enrichment, and even just career progression. We are wrestling with dramatic cultural changes throughout our organizations. How we address this becomes more critical as we move into these new hybrid models. We have to understand the influence and flow of the networks throughout our companies as our shift to digital infrastructure and limited in-person engagement will impact them. Many of the decisions that pushed us into digital tools were made out of necessity when the pandemic began. 
The consequences of the over-dissemination of our workers is evident. Yet, we can look forward to many new best practices and lessons learned. There are great takeaways from all this. But our possibilities now are much broader, and they pose a much longer effect and broader effect on our people, our companies, even our culture. We do have the opportunity now to take the time to find that robust solution for those future needs and plan ahead for these changes. We can identify and understand the factors behind crowding, disbursement, the stagnation of our people through this robust analysis of those social networks and those interactions. By visualizing trends and how this information is shared, we can identify silos and address the factors impacting their ability to collaborate or be fully effective in their roles. Just the same, we can find areas that may be overly relied upon, creating possibilities for people to have been burned out by ancillary workouts or creating redundancies or any inefficiencies. Understanding those flows of interaction allows us to better delegate responsibility, find efficiencies, and better communication practices. Our primary goal for building our teams is to create create the efficiency, share the information as necessary, collaborate across boundaries, and have that more robust and comprehensive internal strategy. It's crucial to have the data to do this because we have to make well-informed decisions in pursuing often what's a rather indistinct and assumption-based part of our organizations. We have all had those conversations. Yeah, he's the go-to guy, or she's the number one for this. This baseline of knowledge that social network mapping provides allows us to create more robust teams and communication practices. It helps us find the right solution where our leaders are no longer debating which digital tool is most effective. It allows us to facilitate specific networks, allowing for greater inclusion and professional opportunities for everyone within the company, especially those who may have become unintentionally marginalized. Our internal strategies are better defined and have more of a holistic bend in their support for the business's overall vision. And these practices together build a cohesive whole, a thriving culture, allowing for better acquisition, growth, and the retention of the most valuable parts of our business, the people who make everything else possible. Thank you for joining me on Leadership Minutes. It has been great to take this journey with you and I look forward to continuing in the future. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast subscriber. And definitely reach out to me with any questions and comments at ed at leadfromthefront.net. Have a fantastic day. See you soon. This podcast is copyrighted by Edward Brixey, all rights reserved. No part may be copied, modified, republished, transmitted, or otherwise distributed without express written permission.